0: Don't be scared. This is the podcast that always leaves the light on. This is Monster Under the Bed, the podcast that takes some of the fears and myths in our society and busts them wide open. My name is Alar Tankler.
1: Many guys many little girls asked me are you are you part of the of the Barbie family?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm a kind of Barbie <laughs> with the pro all, all the guys are you are you a transformer <laughs> yeah, kind of transformer so we have to explain that, but either if you see all the the last films of uh, of Disney, they are like a, a real changing a real like cultural of, uh, of the disability you can see dragon trailer uh, in dragon trainer there is in this film uh, there is uh, how to train a dragon in english is how to train a dragon um in this film there is either the guy and the drag the, the dragon with the processes. and then if you see nemo nemo doesn't has like a, a problem with the, with with the arm and either yeah. captain hook yeah everyone has like all of them. When I when I went in, like in elementary school, I, I I show like all the picture of this cartoon of the of the Disney, and they and I told them, do you know guys that they are disabled? And say no, they are not disabled. They are like superhero. They are and say no no, they are they has a disability. And I say, no, they don't have a disability. They are like this I say yeah. So I think it's like a super smart thing that Disney are doing, just showing a disability. But like in a cartoon way, so for the guys, it's like a, for this reason, if they see like their, their, their Barbie for the girls is made of plastic and then they see my arm made, made of plastic, that means that I'm a Barbie. So I think it's like uh, we are trying to, to change the mind, uh, starting from the kids.
0: Antonella, who is that?
2: It's an Italian athlete called Bebe Vio.
0: And why did the little girls ask her if she was a Transformer?
2: Because she's disabled. She had meningitis when she was 11 and had her arms and legs amputated. But she became a Paralympics champion fencer with prosthetic limbs.
0: She can fence even though she has no arms and legs? That's amazing.
2: That's the monster under the bed which we are shining a light on in this episode. The fear of disability. People think of disability as a burden, as something that limits them. They think disabled people need to be taken care of and accommodated. The truth is that when we make workplaces draw on the strength of disabled and diverse workers, we all benefit from the creativity, determination and skill of people who have learned things about life that most of us never know. I am Antonella Santi, I work with Alar at the European Investment Bank. We have all kinds of experts who can help us explore different fears and beliefs people have which are costing us as a society. In each episode of the podcast we fight one imaginary monster under the bed and win the battle for a more rational way of doing or saying things.
0: You can subscribe to Monster Under the Bed on Apple Podcasts or Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can let us know if you can think of a monster we should expose on future episodes. Get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at Allartankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. Or you can just tag at EIB.
2: First, I want you to listen to what Bebe Vio says about the way we usually treat disabled people and the truth about what disability means to her.
1: So when I lost the, the arm, when they i my arm, and we didn't know about it and our reaction was not that happy, as you can imagine. And, but my first question was like because I love painting, uh, I, love, uh, I did like art graphics uh, in, the, in the high school. So, for me, like graphic design in general and um, art in general is like I love it so my pro- my first two questions was like, "How can I paint and how can I fence That was my always my only two to problem and my mom answered me that both painting and fencing are in my mind. If you see someone with disability it doesn't need that. it doesn't mean that they are like stupid or something similar uh, that it could be weird to listen but it's real when someone see like a, a guy without in the wheelchair they always try to say oh poor don't worry it's not it's not poor yeah <laughs> he's he has a wheelchair like if you feel pity in uh, to for another guy i think that is the wrongest thing in the world you don't need to to feel pity for for someone else I think it's what I think is that if you see someone in like in a weird situation like someone who can do something or I need, I can add an example. I, I need more time to close the zip of my jacket. It doesn't mean that I need help to close the jacket. I just need few more time. Without, process, without some parts of your body, you become like an infinitive body. Your body becomes infinitive so you can invent whatever you want. You don't have limits in, in a way.
2: BBV is amazing, of course, but even if we are not sports champions, aren't we all sort of heroes in our everyday life? Indeed, there have been moments when we had to fight obstacles, faced prejudices, or we felt somehow different from other people. Alar, have you ever felt like a superhero?
0: Sometimes. In the morning, for example, when I bring my kids to school, it's a fight every day.
2: Hmm. This reminds me of my school days, when I did not want to get up in the morning. But then, when I got there, I found my classmates, and it was fun. Well, except when we had math at 8.30 on Monday.
0: Probably math is not the worst of your problems at school when you are a kid. Making friends, being accepted, sometimes all of that can be difficult.
2: If you live in a foreign country, for example, Fiona, the daughter of one of our colleagues, had a similar experience with a new classmate. When he went to my school, he couldn't speak any English at all. He couldn't speak to any of us. At first, we couldn't we it was hard trying to talk to him, but then he learned English very quickly and he and now we can talk to him in English. And are you friends with him? Yes. He's a nice guy. Yes. When, when you cannot play, when you cannot, really, when no one wants to play with you or, can, or cannot play with you, you, you feel sort of sad and left out. Language, among other things, can be a barrier for social inclusion, even for adults. But of course, it's not the only obstacle. Diversity can come or be perceived as such in many different ways. Disability is one of them. Paulo Soeiro, who works at the European Investment Bank, became physically disabled when he was quite young.
3: I'm glad that you mentioned baby view. First of all, I would like to speak in a general way um, the disability, because we have several types of origins. Can be traumatic, can be congenital, acquired. My case, uh, it's um, traumatic because results from a motorcycle accident and it was my fault. I was an uh, adult uh, that time already doing something that I love it. And um, it's more, much more easy to accept.
0: Bebe is a Paralympics champion, but sports play an important role even in Paulo's life. He's a basketball player.
2: Yes, there are about 100,000 people in the world playing wheelchair basketball and Paulo is one of them. He played in Luxembourg and in Germany
3: it's the only adapted sport which actually it's not adapted because everything is the same the rules are the same the only thing is the players need to adapt to the the game and uh, it's the sport more um, played with more uh, players um, using basketball in the adapted sports, that's why it's the queen's proof of the Paralympic Games. I mean, it's very, very difficult to reach the Paralympic Games.
2: People with disabilities and their families develop a special attitude towards problem solving.
3: So, what kind of an attitude is that? Like I mentioned before, that depends on the type of um, origin, the, the type of um, handicap. But we are faced it on a daily basis with um, problems, and for each problem we need to found um, a solution uh, especially because i'm a wheelchair user i face it on a daily basis uh, how to cross the road for example uh, is there a sidewalk easy to access on the other side because sometimes we have uh, very easy access in one side of the road and on the other side we don't so this is a very basic example Many times to go to the doctor also, there is no access. And I'm talking about going to the doctor, which everyone thinks or assume, if you need to go to the doctor, you will find accessibility for wheelchair users. No, we don't have. <laughs> a very funny example, even to ad- adopt a dog, even to adopt a dog, it's such a challenge. Anyone can e- easily adopt a dog, go to the some shelter and give the name and they give you the dog but if you are handicapped wheelchair user they will sing twice how can you walk the dog with the wheelchair because you need your hands to walk
2: so in addition to dealing with their disability disabled people also have to deal with stereotypes behaviors that non-disabled people sometimes unconsciously adopt when they deal with Disability.
3: Basketball in wheelchair, for example, it's a sport. It's an adapted sport. And when we invite people to see a basketball game in wheelchair, many people associate oh, people in wheelchair, maybe it's a kind of therapy, maybe it's a kind of. And then when people watch a game, realize okay, this is not normal people. This is real athletes doing a real sport. Is it a matter of culture or of education? What can we
0: do to fight these stereotypes?
2: Curiosity killed disability. For Paulo's friends, thinking in terms of inclusion became a sort of habit after sharing some professional and social experiences with him.
3: Many people who work with me or have a social life with me suddenly start questioning about accessibility. It came automatically. Because they 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 faced on a daily basis, if we want to go to to the cinema, to the theater, to a restaurant, etc. etc. It automatically came to their mind: Is there accessibility for wheelchair user? Because when people start living with me, they get used and they assume the handicap, the disability, as a normal situation, part of life. I believe since young age in school, people can, children can start learning um, how to face with an individual guy. What kind of support can we give to an individual? Uh, how can we help a um, wheelchair user? Because not all people want help. For example, usually I don't want help. Because people don't know how to help. And instead of helping, they are not helping at all. Once uh, I was um, in front of a a church because we were visiting a a city and my wife just went to pick up some postcards. And actually, I was outside and I was in a a little corner because I had my my phones with me because I was listening to the football match. (laughs) And some people associate that but, oh, he's crying, he's... Uh... No, I just want to be in a corner to listen the match. And people start giving me money.
0: Okay, so Paolo is in a wheelchair. You can see it. But what about disabilities that you can't see?
2: Here's how we can spot an invisible disability. Gabriella Bumba works at the European Investment Bank, and she's also involved in disability
4: issues in schools. She has something to say about that. Invisible disability, I mean, it's really, the word says it's itself. It's anything that is not apparent. Mm-hmm. So it, this can range from uh, a neurological difference, like can, like can be a learning, learning disorders or uh, uh, autism, uh, ADHD, uh, even um, high potential giftedness. But it can also be uh, conditions that uh, provoke chronic pain, uh, Chronic fatigue. These are all not visible. People around us don't see them, but they are. They are there, and just because it's not visible, so they say, okay, well, you actually you look normal, so you must be normal. Why, Why can't you just I'm not? N- yes, you're pretending. Why can't you just do like the rest of us? Things are changing, at least in. That's in the Western world. There is a big movement of uh, self-advocacy and of uh, sort of emancipation, also of uh, persons with invisible disabilities. It's it's almost called like in with a parallel with the gay pride, LGBT mm-hmm. pride. It's a movement of pride. We are proud to be the way we are, and we are valuable just the way we are. I think this this is changing. The narrative is changing. But yes. We these these people they have all they've all grown up. Most of them have grown up in environments where they were shamed for their disabilities.
2: According to Gabriella, inclusion could provide some economic advantages. So I ask her, what would be the benefits for society at large for including people with disabilities?
4: I think the main advantage and it would also help probably convincing the non-disabled <laughs> people to do something about it is that the main advantage is economic so it is it is really demonstrated in studies that uh, inclusive working environment inclusive societies uh, society in which i mean companies are more effective people work better work better together they produce more wealth and they produce more well-being according to the world
2: economic forum more than one billion people are living with some form of disability that means one out of seven. At Davos 2019, some business leaders declared that, for example, some inclusive companies in the US are achieving significant gains in profitability, value creation, and return for shareholders.
0: What about Europe?
2: The European Confederation of Inclusive Enterprises estimates that 120 million Europeans will face disability in 2020. The unemployment rate of people with disabilities is twice as high if compared to non-disabled people.
0: But things are changing. In Spain, for example, the European Investment Bank financed a company called Ilunion, a company that runs hotels and other services. As of 2018, they had hired more than 14,000 people with disabilities from a total of 34,000 employees.
2: But as Paulo reminds us, it's not all about the money.
3: We are... All unique and special. Everyone has their special skills. Everyone has the special disabilities. Everyone has the special limitations somehow. That's why I truly believe we are all unique and special.
0: Thank you, Antonella, for making us think of the limits each of us have and how maybe some of those limits can help us grow limitless, like Bebevio suggested. Uh, To explore other limits to our rational ways of doing and seeing things, come back again next week for another episode of Monster Under the Bed. In the meantime, subscribe to this podcast and get in touch with me on Twitter, at All Our Tankler, to tell us about other monsters, fears and myths you would like to see slain on the show. Let me also take this opportunity to encourage you to check out another podcast by the European Investment Bank, a Dictionary of Finance. It just won a prize at the Digital Communication Awards, so check it out. Until next time.